This week kicks off our very first D6 strategy to where we are studying everybody together the same portion of scripture with the very same family theme. And this year, this week, I start to say this year, this week's theme is courage. And with that, we all have a memory verse. So I want us to recite this verse together. This is a fantastic verse. It's a verse that, that really you need to learn and memorize in your own life. Uh, it's a verse that will apply to many different areas uh, of your life. And it's a verse that we all really need to understand and that we all really need to know. So together, let's recite the verse. And I put it for you in your notes and on the screen uh, in the Holman Christian Standard uh, translation of the Bible. So that's the translation we'll be uh, reciting this morning morning but let's recite it together here we go be strong and courageous don't be terrified or afraid of them that's a powerful verse of scripture and i want you to get a hold of that verse and if you haven't memorized that verse it's not too late you need to get that verse memorized by the way let me put in a plug right here for faith evangelism I just spoke with Daryl this morning and, and he wanted to incorporate this verse into faith as kind of the, the nucleus of everything that we're doing in evangelism. I think it's a very appropriate verse uh, to be able to memorize and to study. So I want everyone to sign up for faith. Uh, initially, we were just going to do this just for our leadership team, but we decided just to open it up to anybody and everybody. Uh, so we want you to get involved in our faith evangelism strategy. And especially if you're a Sunday school teacher, uh, you need to know how to share your faith in those Sunday school classes. And and uh, especially for some of the older classes, our teens and our college career, the students of those classes are welcome to come and take faith. And we're going to bring faith evangelism right directly beside our D6 strategy of discipleship. And we're going to try to grow our Sunday school uh, through our faith evangelism outreach. So we'd love to have a unit, a representative uh, from each of our classes to be able to go out and make visits to try to build up uh, their classes. So, and but we want to train you in doing that. And this verse is going to be a wonderful verse that you can apply to your life and apply to your heart that will help give you the courage. And that's our theme. That will help give you the courage that you need as you live your Christian life. Now this past week, and by the way, if, uh, if you do not have uh, your your devotion guide and your curriculum for all the adults. Uh, this is our curriculum. I know we ran out last week. We've got more on order. Uh, but if you do not have this, you need this. So if you will, on your connection card, write that you do not have one of the uh, adult curriculums. And I would encourage all the Sunday school teachers that are teaching in the elementary grades to get this as well because this is a good devotion guide that will help you every single day about 15 minutes. There's a good devotion for you. And that way we can all study together. If you do not have one of these, please on a connection card, write your name on there that you do not have one of these. And as soon as these come in, uh, we'll send out an email to you and let you know. And that way you can drop by the office and get it. And you won't have to wait until next uh, Sunday uh, to pick yours up. I want to encourage you to dive in there. And in our devotions this week and in our Bible study this week, we were studying a little bit about the life of the Apostle Paul. And we discovered several things about his life. And we saw how God came to him. Actually, the Lord came to him and told him to have courage. 
And in our studies this week, we learned that courage is rooted in a commitment to do God's will. Guys, you realize that Paul was committed to God's will? I mean, some came and said, don't go to Jerusalem. You're going to get in trouble when you go there. But he knew it was God's will for him to go to Jerusalem. He was also committed to God's will for him to go to Rome. He may have went, not went there like he intended on going to Rome, but he went there nonetheless. That's a wonderful picture of courage being rooted in the commitment that we have in our lives to fulfill and live out God's will. Courage is also revealed in conflict. You remember when um, when the Apostle Paul went into Jerusalem, there was conflict. You remember the, the riot that took place in the temple and how they arrested him and or how they was binding him up and stoning him, going to kill him. And then, of course, the commander came and, and rescued him from that. And from there, he went into uh, imprisonment. We also saw that God supplies the courage for a godly response in confrontation. I love this passage of Scripture in Acts chapter number 22 because you know what Paul is doing here? He's just simply sharing his story. You know, that's really what evangelism is all about. It's just sharing your story. When I think about evangelism, I always think about D.L. Moody and what D.L. Moody said about evangelism. He said, or I think it was Billy Sunday, I'm sorry. Billy Sunday said this about evangelism. He said, evangelism is simply just one beggar telling another beggar where he found the bread. In other words, just sharing your story. And that's what we see the Apostle Paul doing in Acts chapter 22. And God gave him the courage that he needed to be able to just share his story. Let me call time out. Are you sharing your story? Are you sharing your story on a daily basis with people that, that God brings across your path and that you come into contact with? That's what we're to be doing. And yes, it takes courage to be able to do that, but the Lord will give it to us as we need it. And that's number four. Courage is reinforced by Christ. I love that passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 23 and verse number 11 where the Lord Himself came beside the Apostle Paul and said, what did He say? Just the first part of it. He said what? Have Courage. Think about that. The Lord Himself came to Paul and said, just simply have courage. As we think about the theme and the topic of courage, let me ask you this morning, how much courage do you have? Let me back up before I even ask that. What are you afraid of? What is your biggest fear in life? Whatever it is that you're fearful of, whatever it is that you may be afraid of, I believe the very same words of encouragement that our Lord gave the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 23 and verse number 11 would be the very same word of encouragement that he would tell us today. He would say, have courage. Are you a courageous person? Would your family members call you a courageous person? Would your friends, would your co-workers, would your neighbors, would they say about you that you are a courageous person? Well, listen, let me say, every single one of us as a believer, every single one of us as a child of God, there's no reason in the world that we're afraid of anything. Because in Christ Jesus, we can have all the courage that we need to make it through this life. Now, for my text verse, I chose another text verse. And I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you will, please, this morning to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse number 1. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse number 1. I want you to look what this verse says. It says, the wicked flee when no one is pursuing them. 
Proverbs 28, 1. The wicked flee when no one is pursuing them. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. Get that now. The wicked flee when no one is, when no one is pursuing them. But the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Now, let's come away from that verse, and I'll come back to that verse in just a moment. Let's look into the dictionary, and let's look and see what the, bio, or what the dictionary has to say about courage. Let's find the definition for the word courage. The dictionary says this about courage. It says that courage is the ability to face and deal with a dangerous or difficult situation. That's what the dictionary says, courage. Notice, there's a two-fold application there with courage. We face... And we deal with the difficult thing that is before us. Two things we do in order to have courage. We face it and we deal with it. And if we do that, the dictionary says that we're a courageous person. I like to look and see what other writers, maybe some more modern writers, have to say about courage. Here's a few interesting definitions from somewhat modern writers that I have found. Let me share some of these with you about courage. Here's one, and it goes, it says this. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. I kind of like that one. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. General George Patton defined courage this way. He says, courage is fear that holds on for one more minute. I kind of like that one too. Franklin P. Jones said, said it this way. He said, courage is the ability not to let people know how scared you are on the inside. And Captain Rittenbacher said this, he put courage, said about courage, said courage is doing what you're afraid to do. Where there is no fear, there is no courage. The definition of courage says that we face and we deal with these difficult situations that we find ourselves in. So I ask you again, are you a courageous person? Do you have courage? What are some images, what are some pictures that we have of courageous people. All of us think visually. We think about pictures. And, and, and whenever we're thinking about the word courage, there's some images that automatically pop into my mind. I jotted some of the images down because I wanted to share them with you. One of the most popular images of courage is when we see men on a battlefield. Would you not say? If we see men on a battlefield, that is, we would think that, boy, those guys have courage. Courage also, another image, is when we see the, the soldiers coming home, or coming, I should say, ashore at, at Omaha Beach. Courage is, is the Marines landing in, in, in Iwo Jima. Courage is the blue and the gray battling at Gettysburg. Courage is President Kennedy standing strong during the Cuban missile, missile crisis. Courage is, and we just took a moment of silence for this, but courage is the firemen and the police officers and many other volunteers that gave and risked their lives on 9-11 of 2001. Courage is when President Bush stood and declared war on terrorism and said, we will beat this. I believe that took courage. Courage is our men and women that are fighting the war on terror in, in Iraq and Afghanistan and other parts of the country and even at home. But the problem with that, if that is all that courage is, and I'm not undermining those in the least, but if that is all that courage is, then most of us, including myself, unless we're part of the military, 
would never be men or women that stand on an actual battlefield and fight where there's bloodshed and where people are dying or fighting for a cause, as most of these were battlefield scenarios. I'll never be able to have courage, if that is all that courage is. So I kind of brought it more to the modern life of mankind. Whenever we think about courage, here's a few faces of courage that I pinned down. Courage is a family dealing with terminal cancer. Courage is a single mother struggling to raise her family. Courage is a widow or a widower who faces the last years of their life alone without their beloved husband or wife by their side. Courage is the child of a divorced parent struggling with self-image and with doubt and with anger and with feelings of rejection. Courage is a single person who chooses to remain pure and not be involved in sexual activity before they're married. Courage is an engaged couple that chooses purity even though they're going to be married. They choose purity and are not involved in sexual activity. Courage is an employee who sees something wrong. He sees greed or corruption and he has the courage to blow the whistle. Courage is a mother facing difficult surgery. Courage is a dad who just lost his job, but is telling the family everything's going to be okay. Courage is a wife, and we've seen many of these. We've seen many of these courageous women. But courage is a wife that sends her husband off to the war in Iraq or Afghanistan and vows to pray for him and tend to the family and take care of the needs at home while he's off serving our country. Guys, all of those, I believe are wonderful images of courage. Would you agree? As a matter of fact, there are many of you that are sitting in our congregation this morning that exemplified a courageous person with your own life. Therefore, let's give every one of you guys an applause right now. Many of you. But what does the Bible have to say about courage? There's some wonderful verses of Scripture in the Bible about courage. I want you to turn to some with me, if you will, please. Turn to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. I want you to look at verses number 6, 7, and verse number 9. Joshua chapter number 1, and verses 6, 7, and then verse number 9. The Bible says, Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land that I swore to your fathers to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to carefully observe the whole instruction my service Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you will have success wherever you go. In verse number 9, the Bible says, Haven't I commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Another great passage of Scripture talking about courage is Psalm 27 in verses 1 through 3, where David the psalmist says that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? When evildoers come against me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies stumbled and fell. 
Though an army deployed against me, my heart is not afraid. The war break out against me, still I am confident. In 2 Timothy in chapter 1 and verse number 7, the Bible says, For God, matter of fact, I want you to turn there and mark this one. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 7. You need to mark this verse. This is a strong verse about your fears and you have courage. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but one of power and of love and of sound judgment. Now I want you to underline in your Bibles, if you mark in your Bibles, I want you to underline that God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness. Long story short, if you've got a life that's filled with anxiety and fear and worry, just let me tell you that's not from God. Hello? Now that's not to say that we never worry and that's not to say that we're never fearful and that's not to say that we never have anxiety from time to time. Sure, we all feel that from time to time. But I want you to know when you're feeling that, that's nothing more than a fiery dart of Satan himself to create doubt and a lack of faith in your life. God says, I've not given you that spirit of fearfulness. That is not from me. That is from the enemy if you have that. I've given you, I've given you the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind that you can face your fears and you can have the courage to overcome whatever it may be that you're faced with this morning. That's what we get from the Lord. First John 4:18 the Bible says, there is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear. Now someone did some study and did some research and started counting in the Bible, especially in the King James translation of the Bible, all the fear knots of the Bible. Do you realize that after they started counting the fear knots of the Bible, someone came up and said, hey, there's 365 fear knots in the Word of God. Now, if that is true, do you realize that that is a fear knot for every single day of the year that you live? Where God is telling us, don't be afraid. Don't have this spirit of fear. I want you to be courageous because I am your God. I promise you I will be with you. Do not be terrified. Do not be afraid. I am your God. I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Let me show you a short video of Aaron McManus and and Erwin McManus. He's talking a little bit about courage. Watch this short video, if you will, please. Whenever I hear words like disillusioned, betrayed, discouraged, um, I actually think that's a good sign because no one can be betrayed who hasn't loved, no one can be disappointed who hasn't uh, tried, uh, no one can be disillusioned who hasn't dreamed. Uh, What's really dangerous is when you have this emotional numbness. And so what I would say to a person who feels hurt or disappointed or betrayed is that uh, you're a courageous person. And what you need to realize is that sometimes Living a life of courage brings incredible exhilaration and joy, and other times it just brings great pain and hardship. But don't lose that which allowed you to feel deeply, because that's really the power of life, is to risk greatly, and to choose to keep moving forward, and to recognize that there are moments of great hurt and disappointment, and also moments of great joy and celebration. I'm a coward. <laughs> you know, I feel if, if being a coward is by definition feeling fear, I feel fear. It's not about not having the emotion. I mean, courage is not the absence of fear. I mean, courage is the absence of self. And what we need to recognize is that it wouldn't be courage if we weren't experiencing fear. 
Fear can be like pain. It can be a, uh, an intuitive awareness that something is wrong. And so what you need to recognize when, you're, when you have the fear of failure is that what you're saying is that you're inadequate, that you have weaknesses, that you're taking on a task, a challenge bigger than yourself. And that ought to draw you into God's presence and into his resource. And so what I would say is the way you overcome the fear of failure is recognize, wow, I must be doing something meaningful, something bigger than me, something that's beyond my control. And so I need to really move into intimacy with Christ and then just keep moving forward. Well, I, I think fear is um, interconnected. It's not just the fear of failure, fear of rejection, you know, fear, uh, fear of almost anything else in life. I've always wondered myself,